Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, April 24th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. stocks hit a record high. Twitter chief executive Jack Dorsey meets with U.S. President Donald Trump. And one of Europe's leading industrialists says the continent's biggest companies will invest more at home. Then the FT's Kadam Schuber walks us through what Democrats are thinking when it comes to the possibility of impeaching the president. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.S. stock market hit a record high yesterday. I swung by Richard Henderson's desk in New York to ask him about the market moves. Yes, so the U.S. stock market hits record highs. Now, the way we calculate that is two of the main indices, the S&P 500, hit its highest closing day level ever. The previous high was in September, September 20 last year. And what is driving this record is a few things. At the very highest level, there is very dovish activity from central banks around the world, including the Federal Reserve in the US. And that is basically giving investors a lot of impetus to go out to the markets and to take on risk. So we've seen a lot of that. We've seen in terms of sectors, a bit of idiosyncratic behavior. Healthcare stocks had the best day. They led the S&P 500. They gained 1.6% and they've been hammered in the last few weeks. IT as well has performed really well this year. It's been leading the pack out of all the sectors. The NASDAQ composite is the other index. It's very heavily stacked with technology companies, and that also hits a record high. Twitter chief executive Jack Dorsey met with U.S. President Donald Trump in the Oval Office yesterday. Trump tweeted that the two discussed, quote, lots of subjects regarding their platform and the world of social media in general. Earlier in the day, the president accused Twitter of being, quote, very discriminatory. And he said the company didn't treat him well as a Republican. A source told the FT that Dorsey also reassured Trump that his Twitter follower count hadn't been unfairly reduced. Dorsey told the president that a crackdown launched last year on fake accounts and bots had affected users all across the service. The Oval Office meeting came as Twitter released its most recent quarterly earnings yesterday. The social media group's sales rose by almost a fifth, and shares closed up nearly 16 percent on Tuesday. That was driven by advertising demand in the U.S. and growth in video. It was the company's sixth consecutive quarter of year-on-year revenue growth. Carl Heinrich Svanberg is confident that Europe's largest companies will invest more in jobs and innovation at home. Mr. Svanberg is the chairman of the European Roundtable of Industrialists, also known as ERT, and the head of Swedish truck maker Volvo. In an interview with the FT, he applauded the merits of European stakeholder capitalism over the American and Chinese models. Mr. Svanberg is the former chairman of oil company BP and ex-chief executive of telecoms equipment maker Ericsson. His promise for jobs in Europe comes as the attractions of investing in China diminishes, and the U.S. turns more protectionist. Meanwhile, Mr. Svonberg says, European stakeholder capitalism was more sustainable despite the heavier burden of taxation and red tape. But Mr. Svonberg did say that while Europe shouldn't be naive about competition out of Beijing, it shouldn't adopt the U.S.'s view either, looking at China's rise as part of a zero-sum game. The ERT is putting together its policy proposals to the EU ahead of parliamentary elections, 
and a changeover of politicians in senior posts. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. In the wake of the Mueller report, Democrats are faced with a difficult question. Should they try to impeach President Donald Trump? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other establishment Democrats haven't completely ruled out impeachment. But many think it might be better for Democrats to get Trump out of the White House by winning the 2020 presidential election. But getting some Democrats off the idea of impeachment isn't easy. Many have felt that Trump is unfit to be president. For a long time, Democrats have been making that argument. That's Kadam Schuber. He's the FT's legal and enforcement correspondent based in Washington. Before the 2016 election, you know, Trump's Republican opponents were making that argument. You have Democrats who look at the Mueller report and see in it um, examples of you know, misconduct by the president, which rise to the level of being impeachable. And for them, it's a question of why should we let this guy stay in office more than uh, you know, a day longer than he needs to be? And actually engaging in this process will help focus the minds of voters on what they see as the wrongdoing by Trump. How is the impeachment question playing out among Democratic presidential contenders? So far, we've seen Elizabeth Warren really come out of the gates as the first presidential candidate to call for Trump's impeachment. This is not about politics. This is about principle. This is about what kind of a democracy we have. In a dictatorship, everything in government revolves around protecting the one person at the center but not in our democracy and not under our constitution. We've also had Kamala Harris this week join uh, Elizabeth Warren in calling for Trump to be impeached. But we really haven't seen, you know, we're talking there's almost like 20 possible Democratic you know, contenders for the nomination. We, we really haven't seen the whole field um, come out in favor of it. And we've heard some other candidates sound a little less enthusiastic about the idea. If for the next year, year and a half, going right into the heart of the election, all that the Congress is talking about is impeaching Trump and Trump, 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 and mulla, 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 and we're not talking about health care, we're not talking about raising the minimum wage to a living wage, what I worry about is that works to Trump's advantage. That, of course, U.S. presidential candidate and U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders. Uh, quick U.S. history lesson. Can you give us a brief look back of the presidents who have been impeached? There's only been three cases where the impeachment of the president has been a serious proposition. Uh, the first was in the sort of mid-1800s with Andrew Johnson. He was a single vote away from being removed from office. Then we had Richard Nixon with the Watergate scandal. He actually resigned before he could be impeached by the House of Representatives. But there had been a sort of pretty lengthy process of impeachment hearings held by the Judiciary Committee of the House. And then most recently in the 90s with Bill Clinton, he was impeached by the Republican-controlled House of Representatives. It then did, in fact, go to a trial in the Senate, and then he was not removed because there weren't enough votes to, quote-unquote, to convict him and remove him from office. One of the lessons that I think Democrats are thinking about from the impeachment process of Bill Clinton, despite all the scandal and all the details that came out, Bill Clinton's popularity was actually reinforced by the whole process. So you have the Democrats who today, they are worrying that it could strengthen him as much as weaken him. 
So what does this mean for impeachment as a whole? I think something that's really interesting here is the question of how can you hold the president to account for alleged wrongdoing? So the Department of Justice has a policy of not indicting sitting presidents. That then leaves it to Congress and its power of impeachment. And so if you have a situation where folks in Congress see impeachment as potentially too politically divisive a tool to use, then you're left with this question of, well, how is a president held to account for their actions? And it seems to be you're actually just left with the ballot box. And so therefore you're left with the question of, is that enough? You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be following quarterly results from Facebook and Tesla. Boeing also reports earnings today. Investors will be watching for signs of financial fallout from the grounding of the aircraft maker's 737 MAX plane. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.